0: All right, here we are in Revelation, and we are in chapter 2. We're starting with the uh, these writings to the angels of the churches. Uh, we're going to get Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatria. Okay, and we're going to get uh, the things that are commended and things that are found lacking Okay, and that's what we're going to get here. And, uh, and it's going to go right into the Old Testament here as we're uh, going to observe that they're being taught to uh, repent of some of the things that are going on, okay? So... This is what we are going to do here. Um, we are going to uh, give a little bit of the, uh, the digs, the archaeology of these places. Uh, do you realize, folks, that when I was young, they used to teach these were dispensations here to go along with that garbage. The seven dispensations in that uh, uh, the church is in the final Laodicean age it is completely upside down. That doesn't surprise us, though, does it, folks? It sure doesn't. Uh, the theologians are, are not someone that we should listen to at all. You've got to wade through their lies to get to useful information. That's a chore. Um, it, it's kind of irritating to do it. So beware of those people, and these are not dispensations. These are actual churches, obviously. I just cannot believe that they ever got that off with anybody. But that's the way it was, the seven dispensations here. Okay. All right, so uh, we go here. In chapter 2, in the book of Revelation, and we're in verse 1, it says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, Okay, and uh, where two are gathered in his name, he's walking in the midst of that. So it should be no surprise that uh, he's walking here in Ephesus. All right, but here is the uh, statement from Christ himself in two here to Ephesus. It says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars okay so again you have to be watching out for these people. Here we have fake apostles. All right. They have another doctrine, folks. They're waltzing in here trying to destroy. And notice here he's commending them. We're trying them. You've got to test the waters. you got to see what kind of spirit these people have. And I go back to modern times here, folks, where people just say, okay, the person's up on a pulpit. They're holy. Nothing can be further from the truth. Look here, back here at the roots of the churches here. And here are these apostles, and they're what? Phony baloney. And I tell you, they have another doctrine. And the occult doctrines love to come in and play church theology. They just do. Hey, we lived across the street from the Wicca Witch. She was, uh, she'd always get her uh, Friday night service in, in the witchcraft church. And she'd always dress up on Sunday and waltz into the Christian, so-called Christian church. Never missed. Okay, and she was uh, not just a little tootsie in the water witch across the street, she bragged about her doctrine and she never missed church. They love to get in here and pretend and try to destroy and look for a chink in the armor. Here, folks, they just do. So there they are. They've uh, found the apostles uh, and they're not apostles and has found them liars. Okay, and we got a ton of those today. Evil has grown the Bible states that evil will just keep growing until Christ puts a stop to it in this world. Okay. And, uh, so just imagine how bad it is now. Okay. If it just kept growing, look how, look at this evil here in two, in three, it says, and has born and hast patience for my name's sake has labored and hast not fainted, so there's a lot of good there. All right. Okay, here comes the other side. In force says nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. And what is that? that is the love of jesus christ that is the agape love that makes you love your brother and sister and that um gift of the holy ghost and that's what it's all about you can't get involved in the battle so much that you start to waver in your love in your intimate relationship with jesus christ Okay, we've all fallen. We're a fallen creature. We have we have repented and we're forgiven. And we have that intimate relationship with Christ. Without that, we don't have anything. Okay, and 5, he goes on, Christ's words, these are quotes by Christ. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent." Notice here the works. Notice here the works. And I go back to the people that say, well, you don't need works. You got faith, that's it. And we just studied that in James, how works and faith go together. And I'm going back to cult Christianity for a minute and how they taught people that it doesn't matter, your works do not matter. Well, they certainly matter. Look at Christ talking to the early church here. And what's he talking about? Doing your first works. Okay, again, faith and works go together And you're going to need faith and works as you go into the tribulation. The Holy Ghost isn't withdrawn out of the world. And all that hucky puck that Hal Lindsey and Jack Van Wimpy and all those people taught that there's going to be no Holy Ghost down here. You know that's blasphemy against the Holy Ghost when you make up stuff like that. Hal Lindsey never wrote a book in his life ever. They were all ghost written. He admits that now (laughs) in the early days. Al Lindsay never had his ghostwriter on the cover of his late, great planet Earth. No, but he has to do that now because we've helped expose him, see, me and many others. That he never wrote a word of any of it. Neither did Jack Van Wimpy, neither did Tim LaHaye. All those rapture lie people never wrote those books at all. At all. Okay, but here's some good again in 6. It says, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolenteans, which I also hate. Okay, this is a cult group of Gnostics, folks. A cult, they've, they've come right into the church. They're spreading their... Occult Doctrine of Primordial Knowing. Gnostics. Yes, indeed. Nicolantians, And they wrote all kinds of fake gospels as things progressed. And you can tell that it's not of God if you studied the real doctrine. And notice here the ensuing of evil. Staying away from evil. Hating evil here. Okay. You can't hate, you can hate evil, okay? And you can hate evildoers that are not going to repent. Now they repent, that's completely different. But look at this. And the Lord says, I hate it. And you hate it. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing here in six. In seven, we have a slap upside the occultist's head now they've always taught secret doctrines their doctrine was never for the profane no 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 and if you divulge any of their secrets they were dead murderers okay you took blood oaths to never divulge their secrets in their doctrines from Babylon and Persia. Well, today they're advertising it all. It's an explosion of advertising the mystery school doctrine like I have never seen in my life. You would have to fight to have some of the books that we had in the early days. You follow me? They were completely hidden from the public. And now they are just bragging about every one of these people. And that's how I can tell you that the, this church and all these table people have been right over the target for years, man, all the way back into the 90s. We've been, we have been uh, uh, exposing these people like the Nicolanteans here. And they are, okay, they are admitting all of it today. They're going these teachers from within the universities are coming right out and explaining all the occult teachers over the centuries. Okay. And they're admitting this horror Babylon doctrine. And here he says that if someone has ears to hear, this isn't like the uh, sorcerer that says. I'll pick my initiate, and uh, everyone else will lie to And my initiate. I'll bring them up degree by degree. And it's not for the ears of the profane. All right? Well, here in 7, Christ says, Anyone that can see or hear, let them hear my doctrine. Spread it out there. Okay? If they have eyes and ears. And here it is, and you'll hear this said over and over to drum it in here in Revelation. Here it is in 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now when they sent when the Lord through the Holy Ghost sent Paul into Ephesus he sent him right into the middle of a great occult empire sent him right into the whore of Babylon okay cuz in Ephesus you had idolatry on every side I, that's a hard job have you ever went into a uh, a place where there's a bunch of witches and started to preach Christ, you send even the name Jesus just gets them furious. They, they cover their ears and eyes. They can't stand it, let alone going into one of these great empires where the money's flowing into the occult, and these priests are everywhere, and they want to kill you when you're preaching Christ. So, But let's look at it. The excavations of Ephesus have a great temple of Artemis. And that's in the Greek. And aka that's Diana. That is uh and that is the star Sirius. Diana is. She's a that's a name for the mystery goddess and Diana itself is a Roman name. Okay. And that's the uh rock that the uh the cultic Islamic people march around in a counterclockwise motion and they go around what is known as the black box and they say that that is Diana Stone in there that fell from heaven and so they go around seven times and uh, that's pure witchcraft. Going around in the circle like that is witchcraft. It just is. So there they are. There's the uh, the... Muslim religion practicing their idolatry, and inside that black box is Diana. And here was the great temple to Diana, and she covered oh my, she covered the world with these face the sunrise temples. Okay, <laughs> in fact, this one was what they say was one of the seven wonders of ancient, of the ancient world. Okay, but uh, they they kind of the the names of these gods change, all right, folks, and that's why the high level occultists they follow their gods by interbreeding and all all that, but they also change their names to conceal their bloodlines, their secret bloodlines. Now remember that the occultists believe that their magic is in their blood and they they absolutely guard their bloodlines viciously and we're not to be privy of their bloodlines in their breeding program which is there with the fallen angels okay they believe they have fallen angel dna in the top circles of the occult all right and here is no different in Ephesus. Before Artemis, they worshipped Sybil, and that is a um, in the Syrian tongue. Okay, and uh, there and there's more to this, but I'm just giving you a little bit. There is it was this massive Roman amphitheater where Paul preached. Can you imagine that? Now the archaeologists are saying, I don't know how true this is, but they're claiming that that seated 24,000 people, okay? So can you imagine in there preaching before all these people that, that, that are completely, might I say, ignorant of the real God? And here you come in with that? Oh my, that makes things really tough, don't it? Okay. So now on we go. We go on into 8. It says, And unto the angel of the church uh, in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Okay, and I'm sure that you guys know that's Christ, okay. In 9 it says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty but thou art rich and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not but are the synagogue capital S of Satan period and he and Satan gets a capital S All right. Now, there's some more turncoats. They are not really Jews. They are not the sons of Jacob here at all. These people have those bloodlines that I'm talking about. And it doesn't matter uh, whether you're talking about the Khazaris. That came later than this. But it's the same thing. They come in with the Kabbalah and the Talmud, and the Zohar, and those are all three satanic sisters or brothers, and they pretend like they're Jews, and that goes on to this very day, you see. Uh, They are teaching a satanic doctrine when it comes to the Kabbalah. That does not harmonize with the Christian Bible at all. What it does harmonize with is all forms of mysticism and occultism. It harmonizes with the Talmud. It, it harmonizes with the Zohar. It harmonizes with all the reincarnation. It harmonizes with raw Satanism and that's what you have here. And and so there they, here they are. We have a warning about them, and here this church is not taking any guff from them right here, is it? In 10 it says, Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So pick up your cross and follow me. Notice how Satan is involved with these fake Jews. No doubt. No doubt about it. Here's a stiff warning about this. And this did not go away. And he's telling you, stay true blue. And if you do, notice the number 10. You see, these people worship that number, the two fives. It goes back to the black keys on the keyboard. Two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three. Three twos make six. Two threes make six. So the number five comes from the Egyptian mythology. Of the divine five sons and that doctrine has harmonized into the Kabbalah and to all the teachings of the occult all right and that is John D occult numerology but he didn't invent it he wrote about it but it goes all the way back to Babylon and Persia mystery school okay so there's that we have two real bad turncoats trying to weasel their way into the church here. The Jews that say they're Jews and they're not, and they're the synagogue of Satan. That's raw Satanism, folks. And the other is the fake apostles and these uh, Nicolantians, these Gnostics that believe that they're going to keep gaining their ungodly knowledge until they become a god. And that goes right into your reincarnation garbage all right in 11 he that hath an ear let him hear what the spirit saith unto the churches he that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death and we know the second death is the white throne judgment folks and that comes after the thousand year millennium where the ungodly are going to be raised and judged okay and that's gonna what Harmonize again with Enoch. That's a guarantee, folks. Make of it what you will. Don't run off because I'm teaching Enoch. Get the right version. Get the real version. Uh, The apostles all studied it. All the old saints back in the early, early, early Christianity, the ones that loved Yahweh and Yahshua, clear back. They all studied Enoch. Okay, Enoch's quoted in the book of Job. Enoch's quoted in, here in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, okay? Just is, and uh, we, I'm not saying that we have the die-hard translation that we do here in the 77 books with the King James, but we have a decent translation. And what proof do I have of that? Well, go read Jude. Go read Jude, and Jude quotes practically word for word what's in Enoch there. Okay, so that's an easy slam dunk right there, folks. If, indeed, we go back to the early chapters of Enoch, and it's exactly what's written in Jude in our New Testament, that's quite a bit of proof. And okay, folks, I'll tell you, I haven't found anything that contradicts the Bible. All I've found is things to get get you thinking and to fill in some of the blanks. It's a beautiful read, folks, and we're going to do it. I've been talking about it. We're going to do it. Now, here's a big one in 12. This right here, I'm telling you, before Hitler, they started to move this throne this wasn't Hitler that did this Hitler was not the one responsible for doing this this was this uh, excavation and transferring the the throne of Satan to Germany started before Hitler was even born folks See, he didn't do it that's a whitewash see they want to blame that all on Hitler and they didn't it's still there it's in a museum there this Wow, you ought to see the pictures of this, all the steps. Uh, they're, They're saying, well, it was a thriving place there, Pergamos. It was more than a thriving place. It had all the rivers in conjunction, highways in conjunction, a seaport into the sea, and it was the tire, the tire, the seaport tire of its time. And there was Satan sitting on his throne right here in Pergamos. Okay, listen to this in 12. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos write, These things saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges, that's the fire of the Holy Ghost. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name, and hast not denied my faith, even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, capital M, who was slain among you, where Satan dwelleth. Listen, Satan was dwelling there, watching the trade port of the world, the, the spirit of Tyre there, where he was sitting there on a throne in Tyre, okay, before Nebuchadnezzar knocked it down. And here he is again in this great trade port, all the steps leading up to his throne up there and so they've taken it and this was long before Hitler was this started okay and they moved it to Germany prior to World War one and there they uh, opened it in the nineteen thirty okay three years before Hitler took the reins of power Okay, and of course he added to it. He added all the shrines and because it all blended into the Satanism And again, it wasn't him the Thule Society handled Hitler Hitler didn't handle the Thule Society Okay, folks the Thule Society changed its name and went on and they were responsible in part For Satan moving his throne to Germany, okay? And in 1936, we what? And that's six years after it was opened there. They had the Olympics there. Okay, and you had all Hitler's decorations. See, it's satanic. Folks, it's satanic as hell. It's not an accident. Hitler didn't come in there and decide to do that. It was started clear back in the 1800s to move that throne there to Germany. Because I'm telling you, Madame Levatsky and Manley P. Hall and the learned elders, protocols, and all that was directly from the Illuminati. They all talked about the three world wars, and the third of the three would usher in their Antichrist. Now, Albert Pike said the same thing. The big three said that and taught that alright so it's no accident that Satan's throne was moved there and it's still there it's still there in a museum along with the temple to Zeus and it, so it was all moved to Berlin okay and Pergamos was the original site of it it was the trade port of the world and uh, so that's a fact so what about 1936 look at the occult numerology 36 is the number of black keys on the keyboard it is six sixes And noticed that it was open six years before the Olympics okay and Hitler wasn't some bad guy back then he was on the front time magazine man of the year you see okay and he was handled by handlers he was a Rothschild folks and the Antichrist today is a Rothschild too how do you like those beans and potatoes so there's that there's Pergamos it's a big deal it is amazing the money they spent to do that over all those years it was no easy task No easy task. It is, uh, if you look at Hitler, when he would have his get-togethers, it was in front of all this with all of his additions and his occult, um, it's occult architecture. You see, they believe in, uh, it, it is, the architecture itself is a talisman of the force, so they look into this other dimension through the priests of Baal, and they constructed in this dimension I'm telling you this is what these maniacs do alright so I guess that's enough on that I find it an amazing subject I find the history of it and the pictures of it and the gatherings that he would have there as he had Germany under this spell of Satanism it, he just did him and his secret societies there And it was a religious experience for those people, little r, satanic r. All right, so here he gets uh, in this church. Um, There is some good. In fact, this martyr was good, this Antipas. But what do we have? We have a problem here that goes clear back into Numbers in the Old Testament. And this is this right here really angered the Lord. Okay, I talked about it in many of the studies. It is Balium and Balak, king and sorcerer, that was called to uh, curse Israel. Okay, so here it is. Listen to this. But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there... Them that hold the doctrine of Baliam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. Okay, the fornication, this is a feast, they have their great orgy. To attract these spirits from the other dimension. Okay. I know that's graphic. I'm telling you what these people do. It's right here in numbers. Okay. And this sorcerer pops up. All through the history book of Jaser. As he hated Moses. He was there in Egypt and all that. He was a very powerful, powerful sorcerer. That's what we're talking about here. And convinced the children of Israel to go to this after God protected them like this with an angel, they ran in there to Moab and went to the feast and then had the audacity to come up right in front of the tabernacle. That almost got all of Israel destroyed, folks. And Phinehas, who ended up getting the uh, priesthood for this act, took the javelin to the prince there of Israel and the princess of Moab and put the javelin to him. And that saved Israel from being destroyed. And that's how much he hates Baal. Baal, the obelisk, the sun god, Lucifer. All right. And this was a gigantic backslide back there in numbers 25 okay so there's that and there's some more bad things as we we also have the Gnostics here it says so hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolantians, which thing I hate so he gives a warning here to these people And this is why we can't be in the Kabbalah, the Talmud, or the Zohar. We can't be trying to mix them in with Christianity. It does not mix. It mixes good with Satanism, though. And they can have it. I'm telling you that. It says, repent or else I I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. And that is the fire of the Holy Ghost, folks. So there is that, and that's a big one, folks. That is a huge one. So there's that. In 17, it goes on, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, capital S, saith unto the churches. Okay, now th- I've told you this is Christ speaking. This is Christ speaking. And here it says the Spirit, and it's a capital S because that's the Holy Ghost. Christ's great comfortable comforter, the same great comforter that the Father, Yahweh, has. And, and Yahshua has the same one. This S, capital S, as Christ is talking to you, the Holy Ghost is talking to you. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and these three are one. That's what the Bible teaches. They're, uh. The Father loveth the Son, the Son loveth the Father, and they have the same Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And here it is. Here it is in 17. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it and there you go folks in your reward in your reward here you're getting a new name okay so that's that alright so on we go we have in 18 we have and unto the angel of the church of or church in thyatria write these things saith the son of god who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like unto fine brass okay so here it is in 18 and unto the angel of the church in thyatria right these things saith the son of god who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet are like fine brass 19 i know thy works And charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first so you see how they're a growing plant here they are not backsliding they are not in any way moving backwards They are moving forwards. And notice the charity and their service and their uh, faith. It's coming out in their works. And they are growing. All right. In 20, it says, Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, capital P, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And that goes right back to the sex magic that I keep talking about. Okay, and, and this Jezebel has is, is named herself after that occult sorceress that had the great table where the uh, people, the priests of Baal all sat there and ate with her every day. And there was the great battle there against God, against Yahweh. And uh, so there she was with uh, um, Ahab uh, polluting uh, Israel again. And this particular lady has named herself after that. In 21 and I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not and I see how good the Lord is over that how he would give this lady who is obviously against the church a space to repent uh, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not so There you go. In 22, more of this sex magic, it says, Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. Okay. So, that does not sound good for them, does it? All right, uh, so she's quite the uh, seducer here. All right, and uh, in 23, And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works okay so that's what I'm saying works is important okay and uh, this Thyatria, it, it it's a city uh, in ancient Lydia um, it was great manufacturing city and of course uh, it was seducing people into the idolatry Okay, and on we go with this Thyatria. It says, But unto you, I say, and unto the rest in Thyatria, as many as have not this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. But that which ye have already, hold fast till I come. In 25. Now, notice here, she is named after Jezebel. Bel is the Babylonian god, of Bel. All right. And that she's got this doctrine, this uh, same uh, sex magic, which is in Baal. Um, and notice here, it's intimate with Satan. When it says you'll know the depths of Satan, that means you're in Satanism. So this isn't somebody that's just a weekend warrior. She knows the depths of Satan and he's warning you to stay away from this Satanism here. And that's a big expose on who is Balium, who is Balak, who is Baal, who is Bel. Jezebel is named after Bel, the Babylonian God. Okay, so it all ties together there with that in 26 it says and he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end to him will I give power over the nations notice again there's your faith and there's your works in 27 and he shall rule them with a rod of iron that's Christ as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. Okay, so notice the the potter, and we were talking about this back in Jeremiah, when he went into the potter's house, and we said this symbols used throughout prophecy. Well, here it is, and they're sending you. Uh, Psalms 2 9 where it's used again 28 then the, uh, number of generations from David to Christ and I will give him the morning star what is that all right folks that is the North Star that is the throne of God it's coming to earth it is this the the throne of Jesus Christ in the Father. Uh, It is um, going to be come directly down by plumb line to earth here to rule and reign the earth forever and ever. The morning star, there's our gift, there's our glory, there's the new Jerusalem, there is the marriage supper of the Lamb there in 28. In 29... He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Okay, and uh, in three, we're going to go on with Sardis. And uh, so I hope to see every one of you here. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. So with that in mind, from Benzie, Harriet, and myself. I'll see you in Chapter 3. Bye-bye.